0: You're listening to SBS News.
1: The Council Assisting the Disability Royal Commission, Kate Eastman, has offered some sobering numbers on how many people with disability have jobs.
2: The available data indicates that labour force participation rates for people with disability of working age, being between 15 and 64 years of age, is 53.4%. By comparison... The labour force participation rate for people without disability is 84.1%. This significantly lower employment rate for people with disability has remained stagnant for the past 20 years.
1: It's also been hearing some troubling stories about disability employment providers, companies the Commonwealth Government has hired to help job seekers with a disability find work. The Royal Commission has just released a report on one provider called Aim Big, confirming that it failed to help participants the way it was supposed to. Writer and disability advocate Elle Gibbs has been following
0: the hearings. That public hearing heard of significant problems with the Disability Employment Service that had uh, taken the money to place up any training and then run their own training course that subsisted of an um, at-home coffee machine stuck in a small room with some UHT milk, and that was it.
1: AimBig was one of the providers stripped of contracts when the Federal Government reviewed the program last year. In total, Labor took action against almost half of agencies providing employment services on behalf of Centrelink to disabled people, cutting funding from 52 of the 104 contracted agencies. Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth said at the time she'd had high expectations. Unfortunately, we've seen a number of poor providers and poor services that have not been delivering so we will be uh, transitioning these services out of the system these and making sure that people living with a disability get the support they deserve but for providers and disability advocates the problems go much deeper than a few rogue operators they say there are systemic issues at play Disability Employment Australia CEO Rick Tain says disability services began with good intentions over two
2: decades ago. The Disability Employment Service program came out of a advocacy push in the 1980s by people with disability, families, and st- and um, the sort of key advocates. Uh, basically, because um, up to the 1980s there was no real interest in assisting people with disability who want to work in the open employment market.
1: El Gibbs says job seekers with disability used to have access to what was known as the Commonwealth Rehabilitation Service.
0: I couldn't work in where I'd worked before, which was in hospitality and they got me into a different kind of job. I'd never worked in an office before, uh, and they supported me. I got a wage subsidy. They checked in on me, told me how to do things like bring your lunch and all of that kind of stuff that I had no idea about. They supported me for about three years in the transition that it took me to do the, the work trials and to do that job and then to move into um, a university degree. So I never would have done any of that if it hadn't been for the Commonwealth Rehab Service.
1: The rehabilitation service is long gone, replaced by nearly a 100 private and not-for-profit disability service providers. And advocacy groups like Inclusion Australia and their CEO, Catherine McAlpine, say job seekers are no better off than they used to be.
3: The department, the government has become very, there's been so many rorts of the system in one way or another, that the department has become so focused on sort of risk management in terms of all those things. So you end up with a very narrow, very compliance-based system and whatever, however the payments are made, they are the behaviours that you see from the DES providers.
1: Ms McAlpine says these issues are compounded by a lack of knowledge within providers about specific disabilities.
3: The best work that's done with people with an intellectual disability is done by three providers with one particular provider in New South Wales who specialise in people with intellectual disability, And there's two or three other providers that do quite a reasonable job. So in all of the DES providers, the the intellectual disability expertise is quite narrowly (laughs) spread. So there's not general expertise.
1: For the past 18 months, disability employment service providers and disability advocates have been sitting down with the government to review the whole system. Rick Kane says there's some high hopes for positive change with calls to remove so-called mutual obligations, which require job seekers who get Centrelink payments to do a series of activities in exchange for that money. Mr Kane says he feels those obligations are counterproductive.
2: Essentially, the, our argument is that it's an it's an antiquated um, um, model with a stick rather than a carrot as an incentive to um, to attract people who have some interest in looking for work. We find it a very odd way to attract them to get support to go into work that will, in itself. Um, return to the government the investment that they're making in um, providing that service for them.
1: Catherine McAlpine says some job seekers have no choice but to be in the system and those with intellectual disabilities are still routinely pushed into segregated employment, what used to be known as sheltered workshops, where they are still legally paid just $2.60 an hour. She says many have trouble navigating the system.
3: If you have any challenges in your executive function, like the whole participation in the mutual obligation system is really problematic. But secondly, engaging with things online is also extremely challenging. So we have an increasingly online system that is increasingly um, not inclusive and not accessible to people with an intellectual disability and people who experience similar support needs.
1: Inclusion Australia wants to see a single agency created to manage what has become a complex web of rules and regulations. Advocates like Elle Gibbs also want to see action on discrimination. She says successive governments have done little to ensure these workers can get the accommodations they need on the job and are free from harassment and abuse.
0: I've had experiences of discrimination when I first became disabled, when I was 20 and I had experiences of very significant discrimination less than two years ago. So, you know, which is 30 years later. That is a really you know, just one person's you know, uh, experience but the kinds of barriers that we face in terms of getting a job haven't shifted and in some cases it got worse.
1: Deborah Grog, SBS News.